Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And thank you, Spirit of Grace, for picking up the pace to run the race with no one left behind. Everyone that wants to rise can rise. There's a feast prepared for you, a seat of authority with your name on it. Your inheritance will not be stolen. As it is written, and David recovered all. Amen? David recovered all. The messianic anointing working in your hearts and renewing your minds will recover all. All. Even sevenfold. I believe there will be a full recovery of everything that was stolen from your blood, from your bloodlines back to the first river. Yep. Back to the river head. Back when the blood was pure with Adam and Eve before it became defiled by sin. For the life is in the blood. And now you're going to be restored back to the fullness of the life that's in the blood of Jesus. And everything that defiled your blood, everything that kills, steals, and destroys in the blood will be purged and cleansed by the fire of love. Amen. This realm and this season is the season of the Shulamite and the Shepherd King. It's the season where Christians who have been charismatic, Pentecostal, signs and wonders, yada yada, are actually going into a deeper depth. We're saying, yes, we'll be your bride. Yes, we'll tear the veil of our conscience. I'm not going to hide behind my conscience in the flesh. I'm going to cleanse my conscience and know you face to face inside my belly. That's what it means to have a cleansed conscience and to know God face to face inside the temple of the new covenant, your body. We hide behind our conscience. Religion is actually the hiding behind the conscience. You have your mind right here, but your conscience right here, so you can hide just on the other side of the veil. Very rare you find a Christian whose veil is torn. Very rare. I've only met a few in my entire lifetime who know God face to face on the inside through a clean conscience. When your conscience is clean, that glory, that Shekinah, is burning right through your conscience into the Holy of Holies in your belly all the time. The pure in heart see God. The pure in heart and the pure in soul. Amen. The issue is getting all the lust out, all the perversion out. Perversion and lust is the main thing that keeps you from seeing God and experiencing God. That's what sears the conscience. Religion's a major part too. It's all the works of Janes and Jambres, which is what keeps the conscience seared. What keeps your consciousness on the other side of the veil. Right here. It's the veil. Why you don't know Him in a deeper depth than the Garden of Eden? It's because your mind is on the other side of the veil. There's a veil between you and God. Mm -hmm. It's called the curse. It's the curse of the fall. It's the curse of the fall. And the veil's been torn through His shed blood so that when you receive His blood, which is His love, His perfect blood, His perfect light, the life of Christ, the light and the life of His blood, for the, the light is in the blood. Blood is congealed light. That's what blood is. Blood is your DNA. Blood's the record of everything you are as a creature. Well, you want to transfigure, right? Your blood's got to change. Oh, yeah. The glory of God changes your DNA. It changes your blood. It heals your bloodlines. How far back are you healed? Are you still dealing with stuff from uh, ancient Mesopotamia? <laughs> it's that real. How back can you go 
in the healing of His glory. How far back can you go? People come to a place of healing where they're content, but they don't go back into the ancient scroll of the first man. They don't go back into the garden. We're the ones, by revelation, which is so deep, they go back into the garden. Amen. We're going back through the ancient scroll, as it's written, restore the ancient wisdom. What's the ancient wisdom? Living in Eden with a clean conscience, knowing the Father like a sprinkler system of glory that created the heavens and the earth from the inside out, knowing Him in the fullness of His power, knowing Him unashamedly, knowing Him in His brightness, knowing Him in His burning, knowing Him in His holiness, knowing the fullness of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit inside you. Colossians 2.10 And you are made full of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Made full. When you're born again, you're made full. The issue is it's only in your spirit. And if you're just living as a seared conscience with your mind connected to your outer man, there's no development of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You never gave him your mind. You just began in the spirit, got the fullness. Father, Son, Holy Ghost right in there, seed form, right in your belly. But then you just let your mind stay seared and you lived a natural life trying to be good. That's what Jezebel does. Jezebel turns you into good people. What? Yeah, it's exactly what she does. Because she doesn't want you to be glory people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good is the enemy of perfection. Good's the main problem we deal with every day with people. Because they're good. But they're not glorious. And they're not fried and they're not living in the Shekinah. They don't have any revelation. They're barely even saved. But they're good in their own eyes. You know, it's called pride. You have to come to a place where the glory of God so burns out you're thinking to think that there's anything good about the flesh or the brain or your bloodlines whatsoever. I mean, this thing is the Spirit of Grace burning you up like a smokestack every day. The Spirit of Grace starts it. The Spirit of Grace grows in you. And all you got to do is keep giving your mind. Yeah, the temptations of the evil one, they'll come and they'll, they'll mess with your conscience. They'll tempt you and stuff. They know your points of weaknesses. Everyone deals with the lion's den and the leopard's lair, with, which represents the pride and lust of the world. You're tempted to be religious, puffed up in pride, puffed up in knowledge, puffed up in education, puffed up in finances. Look, I'm rich. Look, I'm successful. It's all pride of life, pride of possessions, lust the eyes, lust the flesh. And all that external stuff, it begins to fade away by a love relationship with Jesus. That's why people don't go very deep into Christ, is because it costs you your idolatry. It costs you your consciousness connected to the earth dimension, even the star dimension. It costs you the second heavens too. It costs you the light of the sun and the moon. People aren't willing to give up the light of the sun. They'll actually practice the light of the sun and call themselves Christians. It's called Jezebel's carnal Christianity. That's what the magic arts are. It's practicing an external light and never knowing the internal light. Practicing natural light instead of glory light. Two trees in the garden. One natural, one supernatural. Oh yeah. Natural light is actually what's in their brain that's killing them when they're fighting the glory of God. It's the substance of the fallen heavens. Satan and his angels are referred to several times in Scripture as stars. Uh -huh. And the dragon's tail swept one-third of the stars. Yep. These are not good stars. Bad stars. Black stars. Dying dead stars. These are dead stars that live on controlling you and stealing the inheritance out of your spirit. You let fallen angels steal your inheritance out of your spirit when your conscience is seared and you live on the flesh side of your veil. 
Mm-hmm. But when you actually get real and burn the veil by wanting to know Him, by willing to sacrifice soul and get undone, get real, and get right, come to the river, drink His fire, drink His love, let His wind blow in your garden, let Him remove the foxes that are spoiling the vineyards of our love, removing every enemy of God out of your spirit so that the only influence in your soul is God. And if your soul is only influenced by God, then you're transfigured. Simple as that. Then the fullness of His power is revealed in you bodily. So, the influence in the soul is going from mixture to absolute purity this season. That's the mark of the high calling. Because most of us are well along the way. That we want sanctification, we love sanctification, we love holiness, we love purity. I want, you know, you're in love with the fire. We're all in love with the fire. Amen. The fire of God is love. And we're in love with the resting tongues of fire, which is His words of grace towards us, His words of love resting on our soul. Everything God says about us is what we meditate on day and night. It's called the Word of God. Amen? It's the only Word that's alive. It's the only Word that has a future. All the words of heaven and earth will pass away, but the Word of God remains forever. Shaking everything that can be shaken is shaking all the words that can be shaken. Burning every word curse and every witchcraft scroll. And there are millions of them. This is not a minor thing. There are millions of them. In the book of Acts, they brought their witchcraft scrolls in the city. That was symbolic. That's in the Bible for symbolism. That's New Covenant symbolism. That represents burning up every word curse and witchcraft word in the heavens and the earth for a new heavens of the Word of God and a new earth of the Word of God to remain alone, which is righteousness. Living in the glory of the Word. The Word of God is all the experiences of the kingdom of heaven. You want a different experience? You need a different word. You want to experience a new realm of God? You read a different book of the Bible about God. But the primary thing is love, so we're song of songs junkies, big time. And you can never have too much love because love opens up every other realm of revelation, intimate knowledge, wisdom, growth, especially in purity. Without divine love, it's impossible to be sexually pure. You'll be immoral by default without divine love. Anyone that doesn't drink divine love is immoral to the bone. Perverted. 100% of the time. People are born perverted. Because the flesh and the blood is defiled by sin and original sin. The red dragon's nature is in all human beings at blood birth. That's why you must be born again of the spirit and the water to have his goodness to regenerate you as a new creation in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.17 creature. All things new. All. All. Meaning blood also. Spirit, yeah, we're all into that. We know that sound. But do we know also brain, bone, flesh, blood, nature, personality? Every single detail. It says all. Meaning every single thing in your life is new. You're actually a different DNA organism. You become born again of the Jesus Christ class of beings. Hebrews chapter 2. He's not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. Amen? Glory. You become a Jesus Christ class being. It's called, now you are the sons of God, as it is written. Now you are the sons of the Father the sons of love. 
Amen. Jesus is called in Scripture the Son of His love. Sonship and maturity is someone who's completely pickled on the inside and on the outside in divine love, a son of love. Otherwise, you have insecurities, you have je jealousy, envy, strife, you'll be struggling. That's not maturity. Now, love is a fierce warrior. If a leopard comes around, a lust-filled person, you know, a good shepherd, strikes it down. I mean, people come around Red Letter Ministries and they wonder why I'm harsh on people. I mean, I'm a seer. I can see demons hundreds of miles away, and I've not been wrong yet. I mean, these people are demonized to the core, and they come in with vile, putrid bitterness. They're sick with demons, and they're not willing to repent. Sometimes they'll give them three years. Sometimes they'll give them six years. Sometimes it's instant judgment. But it's always about protecting the flocks. He's a good shepherd. I'm a good shepherd. People don't understand why we're severe sometimes. People come in. they are wolves coming in all the time trying to destroy you. And they'll come in and they'll be the most perfect Jesus. They'll come in and they'll be like, yeah, I'm in the drunken glory too. They'll, I mean, we've seen it all. I've seen it dozens and dozens. and the, I've seen the fake, phony, Jezebelic counterfeits continuously in ministry for 13 years. Continuously. But you can always tell the ones that are sincere, especially when you start drinking the divine love a little more crystal clear like. Because then it's like, this person really only has God the Father in their heart. There's no guile. They want the kingdom. But the ones that come in with all kinds of ideas and they're looking for a wife and they want to molest girls and send them naked pictures of themselves on Facebook. We've dealt with that dozens of times. We deal with all kinds of sickness in the human mind. And we deal with all kinds of religious sickness continuously because the human mind is sick to the core of every brain cell. And there's not one redeemable thing about it. Not even one redeemable thing about it. So you have to come in with fire and torch their brains. And then they manifest against the fire of God and call it the devil, which is blasphemy of God the Father. They're calling the Shekinah fire that's so severe, that doesn't allow leopards, that doesn't allow lions, that doesn't allow pride, doesn't allow lust. You've made the drunken glory your religion. No, you've made the, you know, we just don't allow lions. We don't allow demons. This is a demon-free zone. And if you have any maturity whatsoever, you're not going to let demons destroy your people. And there's like only about half of people in Red Letter Ministries even fully understand that yet. We're so immature. we got a long ways to go in growing up in spiritual discernment. People come in demon-possessed, haven't sacrificed anything internal, almost no sanctification, and it's like brother and sister, brother and sister. Bro Listen, I'm not brother and sister unless anyone has Jesus Christ's nature formed in them. He says he's not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters only if they're sanctified. Only if they're sanctified. That's what it says in Hebrews. That's what it says every other place in the Bible. That he's not ashamed to call you brothers and sisters only if you're sanctified. If you're not sanctified, you are not a brother and sister of Christ. Meaning, you got Satan in you. I don't call anyone with Satan in them my brother and sister. That doesn't mean I hate them. That means I help them and sanctify them. That doesn't mean I condemn them. That means I help them and I give them the Word of God to circumcise their hearts. You need to grow up. You need to have understanding about the situation of how evil human hearts are. There's nothing good in the human heart except Christ and He's formed by a sword that cuts you. It's going to offend you. 
especially your pride. And if you come full of information and knowledge and you think you know it all, you'll be con continuously offended by everything. You're offended by God the Father Himself. The glory of God is an offense to all man's building of man's carnal mind. Always been that way. It's called in, in the Bible, Egypt and pyramids. And we're here to drown them. The days of Noah drowned the pyramids. Yes, you go down into, you know, the submarine underwater. They have, I've watched all kinds of Discovery Channel stuff where they'll find cities underwater. Every single city that was drowned in the days of Noah has a pyramid in it. They were sorcerers. God drowned the world because of sorcery. And He will drown it again because of sorcery. Amen. We're here to drown the world to remove the sorcery of the carnal mind. All the acts of the carnal mind on the flesh side of the veil are sorcery. And the floods of Christ drown the carnal mind and removes the sorceries of Satan and his angels from all nations, tribes, and tongues today. Amen. Divine love destroys sorcery. That's why you see it so persecuted. The Bible actually says, it's the only place in Scripture, it says you will suffer rivers of persecution for love, just because you want love. Listen, it's not filet of love, that's your problem. You don't understand divine love. Divine love is the very glory and fire of God. God, the fire of God, the man of fire on the mountain that spoke to Moses face to face. That burning Shekinah, that's the love we're talking about that you're persecuted for because it incinerates all the natural dimension of everything Satan and his angels have been doing through the seared conscience in all humanity for 6,000 years of demonic building in the seed line of Cain, which is all man's sacrifice, not for God, for self. Cain didn't sacrifice for God. Cain was doing it for himself. He wanted to look good. He wanted to feel good about himself. He wanted to look good in front of others. He was the first Pharisee. He was the first religious person. Cain. He's a principality now. Of all that religious filth and racism and that I'm better than you because of my carnal mind. Pride. Leviathan. All the realms of satanic red dragon pride in the brain is what murders God's people. That's the realm that was on Nero, that killed Paul, that killed a million martyrs, that killed all, that crucified all kinds of Christians naked, upside down, burning them on crosses just for speaking in tongues. <laughs> that was the realm you deal with. So don't tolerate Leviathan. Don't tolerate Jezebel. Don't tolerate Cain on the carnal side of the conscience because you're serving the principalities that have murdered the prophets, murdered the apostles, that have, that have slaughtered us for 6,000 years. Don't serve demons. It's that severe. We're severe because we see it. People are gentle to those things because they're totally blind and they're totally unrenewed in their mind. We need to get sharp in the days ahead. We need to get sharp right now immediately. Amen. This is a message of getting sharp in your mind and nothing sharper than love. There isn't. Love is not weak. <laughs> love is the power of God. Faith works through love. We go after faith. We love the gifts of the Spirit. We love words and knowledge. We love power gifts. 
I love signs and wonders. I like lightning. I like all the strong, mighty stuff of God. I love the spirit of might and miracles. But you go after love and all that stuff manifests out of you effortlessly. You won't even have to try. That's how powerful love is. When the Father's love is formed in you, when God the Father, who is love Himself, the source of divine love, the source of fire, when the Father is formed in your heart, you'll be working in more power than anyone who has sought gifts who's ever been a Christian. The sons of God are sons of love. I don't go after gifts. The gifts follow me because I go after love. It's big. I don't go after anything. I don't go after anything except more love. Because everything God is is based on love. And if you want power and authority to even work in any gifts, it has to be on the foundation of love or you're illegitimate. And you're not even storing up treasures in heaven. It's just looking good in front of others. It's just Cain activity. Is there Cain activity? An operation of the gifts? Uh, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I didn't know you. You did all that stuff for yourself so you could build your own ministry. Hey guys, look at the sign of wonder. Hey guys, here's the miracle. Sending out the new newsletter. Sending out all the reports. Look good for others. Send me all your donations. Follow me. I got all the power. Jesus Christ said, unless you got all the love, you're still going to hell. How many Christians are following people that have the gifts that don't have all the love? That's being dealt with. That's huge. That's a major, major issue in the charismatic church. That we go after the faith stuff. We go after the signs and wonders. We go after the power. But we don't sacrifice our own hearts and our own carnal minds and cleanse our conscience and rend the veil to live in the land of love, to live in Eden, so that we don't even know him at all. We just like his stuff. We're just looking for his miracles. We're just looking for handouts and we're still orphans and Christ is not even formed in us. But when you get into love, Christ gets formed in you. Amen. Song of Songs 5. I have gathered from your heart my equal, my bride. I have gathered from my garden all my sacred spices, even my myrrh. I have tasted and enjoyed my wine within you. I have tasted with pleasure my pure milk, my honeycomb, which you yield to me. I delight in gathering my sacred spice, all the fruits of my life I have gathered from within you, my paradise garden. Love formed in your heart. Mm. Come, all my friends, feast upon my bride. Eat the fruit. Test the fruit. Look at the fruit. Look at the love. And in the fruit is the glory. In the fruit is the healing. In the fruit is the miracle. You want the miracle? You want the financial breakthrough? You want all the stuff? You're not going to have it long, in longevity, long term, unless it's based on fruit in good soil. That's why a lot of people don't get a breakthrough. They're looking for the handout like orphans instead of actually going into the glory and knowing Him intimately in their own spirit and bearing fruit. If you bear fruit, you're healed of every sickness and disease. If you bear fruit, you're cured of poverty. If you bear fruit, every negative thing in your life goes poof. It's that simple. Bear fruit and fruit that lasts. Feast upon my bride's fruit, all you revelers of the palace. Feast on her, my lovers. Drink and drink and drink again until you can take no more. Drink the wine of her love. Take all you desire, you priests. My life within her will become your feast. Amen. After this, I let down my devotion, but my heart for him stayed awake. I had a dream. I dreamed of my beloved. He was coming to me in the darkness of night. 
The melody of the man I love awakened me. I heard his knock at my heart's door as he pleaded with me. Arise, my love, open your heart, my darling. Deeper still to me, will you receive me this dark night? There is no one else but you, my friend, my equal. I need you this night to arise and to come be with me. You are my pure, loyal dove, a perfect partner for me. Amen? You can see him dealing with your inadequacy. You can see him saying, I'm not good enough. I haven't done enough. Because it's grace. He calls you an equal partner. You're married to Jesus. Jesus is God. And this is the revelation of man and woman coming out of religion, that he calls you a perfect partner, an equal yoke, a loyal dove, a flawless one, and all these names that don't seem true at all because you see them outside the veil based on your flesh and brain, based on your natural man. God's not working in that dimension. God sees based on your spirit man, and if you believe the word that he says about you, it shoots fire up into your brain, and the veil's torn, and it becomes true through direct revelation. When God says something to you that your brain disagrees with, you see with every person that ever received a promise from Genesis to Revelation. You know, Sarah, 91 years old, having a baby. Laugh, ha, 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 they named him Laughter. I mean, all this the craziest stuff that doesn't make any sense to the natural mind. God is creative in his words. He sent forth his word and healed them by the creative power of the word filled with God's level of faith. And in the word is angels and kingdom and anointing and wind and rain and fire and oil. And it goes right in and it accomplishes what God the Father sent it forth to do. Amen. You have to see God's word for yourself and disagree with your natural circumstances. Of course you're inadequate. That's why he died on the cross. We can't do it. The old covenant was our attempt. Hardly it's crazy how, how many Christians still don't have that revelation? That the old covenant was our ability to try to reach God by being good. And it was just, have you read the Old Testament? It was just nightmare after nightmare after nightmare. It was just constantly beat up by the law until we're utterly destroyed and defeated in every area of our life. Can't do it. I give up. Good. That's what the law is for. Now you get into grace. He does it through your spirit by you believing the word that doesn't make any sense to your brain. That's called spiritual growth. The prophetic word is the word that bypasses the brain, develops the spirit, and burns up the brain, lifting the soul up into a higher dimension of experience. Hallelujah. You are my pure, loyal dove, a perfect partner, flawless one. Will you arise? For my heaviness and tears are more than I can bear. I have spent myself for you throughout the dark night. The sleeping bride. I have already laid aside my own garments for you. How could I take them up again, since I've yielded my righteousness to yours? You have cleansed my life and taken me so far. Isn't that enough? Complacent satisfaction. I got born again, fire insurance, so even speaking tongues now. I'm good. I don't think so. It's time to transfigure, Shulamite. My beloved reached into me to unlock my heart. The, the very core of my being trembled at his touch. How my soul melted when he spoke to me. My spirit arose to open for more of his touch. As I surrendered to him, I began to sense his fragrance, the fragrance of his suffering love. It was the sense of myrrh flowing all through me. I opened my soul to my beloved. Then suddenly he was gone. 
So you start receiving the anointing. You start to grow in love. You start to mature in Christ. You start to get to know Him a little bit. And He's not just there babying you. He's there maturing you. He'll pour oil on you, and He'll have you trust the oil to rise up into a higher dimension to be where He is. That's what that's about. I opened my soul to my beloved, but suddenly he was gone, and my heart was torn out in longing for him. Good. I sought his presence, his fragrance, but could not find him anymore, because she had to go up. He came down where she was, in the low places, when the soul was unrenewed, poured out his oil on her head, and now requires us to go up in the Spirit by the anointing he's already put in us. I will arise and search for him until I find him. As I walked throughout the city in search of him, the overseers stopped me as they made their rounds. They beat me and bruised me until I could take no more. This is the stage in Christianity where you're beat up by religion. We've all been there, done that. They wounded me deeply and removed their covering from me. Satan testing you. Do you really love Jesus? That's what that test is all about. You have every excuse to not go deeper in God because you've been wounded by religious people after you're born again. All of us, it's happened many, many times. Every person after the born again gets wounded by a leader, gets wounded by a Christian over and over again, and it's Satan's attempt to hurt your feelings so you don't keep growing and you don't go deeper in love and deeper in the glory into the deeper things of God. Nevertheless, she says, make me this promise, you brides-to-be. If you find my beloved one, please tell him I endured all travails for him. I've been pierced through by love, and I will not be turned aside. Jerusalem maidens, brides-to-be, what love is this? How could you continue to care so deeply for him after his representatives hurt you? How can you still be a Christian when they're being exposed as pedophiles? and all these bad things are happening, and they're all hypocrites, and no one's perfect. How can you still be a Christian? Isn't there someone else who could steal away your heart? Isn't there another way to God? Isn't there some other religion? <laughs> we, we see now your beauty, more beautiful than all the others. What makes your beloved better than any other? What is it about him that makes you ask us to promise you this? The Shulamite bride. He alone is my beloved. He shines in dazzling splendor, yet is still so approachable, without equal as he stands above all others, outstanding among ten thousand. The way he leads me is divine, his leadership so pure and dignified, as he wears his crown of gold. Upon the crown are letters of black written on a background of glory. Everything he, everything he sees with pure understanding, how beautiful his insights without distortion. His eyes rest upon the fullness of the river of revelation flowing so clean and pure. Looking at his gentle face, I see such fullness of emotion, like a lovely garden where fragrant spices grow. What a man! No one speaks words so anointed as this, words that both pierce and heal. Pierce and heal. Words like lilies dripping with myrrh. See how his hands hold unlimited power, but he never uses it in anger. For he is always holy, displaying his glory. His innermost place is a work of art, so beautiful and bright. How magnificent and noble is this one, covered in majesty. He's steadfast in all he does. His ways are the ways of righteousness based on truth and holiness. None can rival him, but all will be amazed by him. Most sweet are his kisses, even his whispers of love. Uh, he is delightful in every way and perfect from every viewpoint. 
If you ask me why I love him, O brides-to-be, it's because there is none like him to me. Everything about him fills me with holy desire, and now he is my beloved, my friend forever. It's a deeper commitment. It's having endured abuse. It's having endured rape. Go into the Hebrew of that word in Song of Songs 5. It actually says the Shulamite was raped. Nearly every one of my best girlfriends I've had in life have been raped because they had such a calling on their life. Satan tries to defile them. So we've endured a lot of suffering and a lot of horrible stuff on earth in order to fall in love with Jesus. Amen? And trust me, there will be recompense for what Satan and his angels did to us while we were still learning about the things of love, while we were still learning about the glory of God. God's going to make everything in the world be added unto you during this time because the fire of His love is stronger than death. That really is the full revelation and unveiling of Jesus Christ in our loving relationship with Him, in our marriage covenant, is that His love towards us is stronger than every negative thing that has happened to us in the natural dimension to kill, steal, and destroy us. When the Father rises in us with His healing fire, that is the final revelation. You'll say, His love is stronger than death. His love scorns and mocks the grave. Everything that has come against you to shut you down has been destroyed by my bridegroom broom king's love. The shepherd king's love is stronger than every enemy. And it's learning the power of love and rising in the power of His love that causes you to ascend out of the natural dimension and live in the glory dimension with your souls always up in the angelic heavenly sphere, over the earth, above the snake line, above the curse. A clean conscience has the geyser of His gushing love rising out of your belly and it takes your mind, your consciousness, your soul into the heavenly realms where you can't be touched anymore by any unclean thing down below on the earth. That's your promised land. No more demonic influence at all in your hearts or minds or bodies or in your entire world and being sealed with the love of God on your heart and on your forehead and the name of New Jerusalem and the name and nature of the Father's love, the name of the Father written on your souls. That only happens when you cleanse your conscience, and that's something you do. You say, I'm going to get clean. Scripture actually says several times, sanctify yourself. You make yourself holy. You set apart time to read the Word. You set apart time to worship God, to enjoy His presence, to watch anointed broadcasts. You set apart time to grow and learn in the things of God. You make time for your lover. You spend time with Jesus. You spend time with brothers and sisters in sweet fellowship. And you grow together until you're above the earth because your spirit man is so healthy and so built up on divine love. And that's where we're going, into the high heavenly angelic sphere by the resurrection of the dead of the Father's love towards us until every single one of us is sealed in the promised land of the Garden of Eden in the name of Jesus Christ. If you'd like to give a love offering, you can donate at Red Letter Ministries, redletterman.com, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen.